Thanks. just love being right here in our home with uh, with worship and and um, and uh, thank you for being here on Facebook Live. I'm gonna look at the video every once in a while, okay? So um, thank you for being here, and um, if you're watching it right now live with us, or if you're watching it later on. I'm going to use a, a whiteboard when I, when I realized we were going to be out of the house today. I was like, I'm going to get my my flip chart here that I love so much. You can see I when, I when I think through stuff, I put it on here. When I coach people, I put it on here. When I when I do a lot of stuff, I, I like to write it out. The bigger it is, the easier it is for me to, to figure it out. I'm going to talk today on these four things, okay? Ignorance, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And it's connected to this scripture right down here, which I'm not going to share today. I was going to, but I changed my mind. I wanted to introduce this first. It's Mark 4, 24 to 25. Consider carefully what you hear with the measure you use it, that it is what you hear. It will be measured to you and even more. Isn't that interesting? That whatever you hear, the way you use it, the measure you use it, to the degree you use it, it will be rewarded back to you. And in, in another scripture it says, not what you hear, but how you hear. Be careful in how you hear, because how you hear will determine what's produced in your life. Alright? So it takes wisdom for us to get to that area where we're listening well to the Lord. Now, we all start in ignorance, okay? Victoria over there was a little baby. Actually, all of us were little babies at one time. We all start right here. And honestly, we all start right here on every topic known to mankind. All right? If it's music, if it's sports, if it's the Bible, if it's about ourselves, we start in ignorance. I'm going to share what ignorance is. And I'm going to share how we move, if we want to, from ignorance to knowledge to understanding to wisdom. And what I want you to see is this is your first step out of ignorance. This, if you're trusting God with the knowledge He's given you, the knowledge you're learning, practical knowledge, you will then walk into understanding. And then the third step is the application, which is wisdom. These are steps out of ignorance and towards abundance, towards wisdom, towards more success in every area of your life. If this works spiritually, then it also works practically, okay? There's not like, oh, you're ignorant of what the enemy's de what the devil's doing. You get some knowledge, you get some understanding, then you have wisdom, and then you have victory in that wisdom, okay? But it's also true if you're ignorant how to use your finances, how to increase your finances, you get knowledge, you move to understanding, you, you move into wisdom, and then you have more finances, okay? It works both from the supernatural to the very natural. In Sometimes we miss that. We want to be so practical that we forget the supernatural or we want to be so supernatural in things that we forget the practical. And so that scripture out of Luke is like a, found, is like a, a secondary scripture that I don't think I'll get to. Most of them share out um, some Proverbs and Ephesians, so there's not going to be like one scripture. Now, does it sound pretty bad to call someone ignorant? Look at your neighbor and say, you are ignorant. You are ignorant. You are ignorant. <laughs> and then, then finish it. You are ignorant in a lot of areas. You're ignorant in a lot of areas. No, well, wait, no, say it to your neighbor. You're, you're see, ignorant in a lot of areas. areas. It's not just you're ignorant. It's not just you're ignorant. It's 
sheer ignorance, it sounds awful, but we're all ignorant in multiple ways. Ignorant means I don't have knowledge, okay? So just what are you ignorant, ignorant in today? Just let me share with me. I, I admit I'm ignorant on the Holy Word. Not completely, though. Not completely ignorant. You have a lot of knowledge. You've gained knowledge. What, what's something you're completely ignorant about? Physics. Physics. There you go. I'm completely ignorant about physics. You're not ashamed of that. No. At all. <laughs> but if we say I'm, I'm totally ignorant of something else, like Scripture, then we're like, oh, no, that's awful. But if we're, just, if we're ignorant in an area, none of us are totally ignorant in Scripture because we have it written in our hearts. So, but we have areas where we're ignorant, okay? So I want to take this, this is a, I'm going to do this as a broad picture, but I want to keep in a, a, a macro big picture, but I want to, us to keep bringing it down to where are you ignorant? Where are you ignorant of what's going on in your life? And then the solution to ignorance is always knowledge. Once you have knowledge, if, if Christian goes and takes a physics course, and the second physics course, and the third physics course, she's no longer ignorant, Right? In fact, she can go read one book on physics, and she's all of a sudden more knowledgeable than I am on physics, and I'm more ignorant than her. It's okay to be more or less ignorant than other people. The thing is, is when we keep ignorant, when we stay ignorant, even though we keep bumping up against the need to know physics, if we keep bumping up the keep, keep bumping into the need to know physics, but we're not we're not going to choose to get knowledge, then we're actually walking in foolishness. Ignorance itself is not foolishness. Ignorance chosen over time and stayed in becomes foolishness, okay? No, I, I'm ignorant about, I put astrophysics. I don't even know what astrophysics is. Yeah. Um, why the sky is blue, I know it has something to do with the, the sunlight and the clouds and atmosphere and all of that. I'm ignorant, not completely ignorant of the human heart. I know a little bit about it, but I'm mostly ignorant about that. We're all ignorant about some things, and we're all ignorant about actually multiple things, okay? Part of the problem with our ignorance is we don't like to admit ignorance. We hate to admit ignorance in a lot of areas. And most of us are ignorant in the most important thing outside of God that we should be really walking a lot of wisdom is, and that is our most valuable asset, which is me and you. So tap yourself and say, I'm my most, most valuable asset. You are. You're the, you're, you're the second thing. Love God. Love your neighbor as yourself. But it's really love God, love yourself, and then you'll, uh, oh, that overflow is you'll love your neighbor. All right? To love your neighbor well, you need to love yourself and know yourself. All right? To love God well, you need to know yourself and the barriers you have in, in, in loving God and things like that. So the problem is that many of us uh, don't get knowledge about things that could greatly impact our lives. We often know as men more names of NFL players than we do nutritionists, economists, or marriage experts. We read more, we spend more time gathering information, become not becoming knowledgeable about sports than we do knowledgeable about what's happening to our finances, or more knowledgeable how to do our job well, or more knowledgeable how to live in our marriage well, or more knowledgeable about what a 50-year-old man experiences different than a 30-year-old man. Alright? So we, we have that we have more access to more information right now than we've ever had before. If I say, when was the Civil War, we used to have to have some, needed something in the room that could say, oh, the Civil War was 1861 to 1864, something like that. Like, somewhere around that time. And, and, but 
Then when they when they created you know the the, the almanac and it's like please you could go rush and get look at one of those. Now you look in your phone. You can even speak into your phone. You don't have to use your thumbs. You say when was the Civil War fought and it'll tell you 1861. So we have quicker, more access to all those things, but we still remain quite ignorant of a lot of things that are really important to us. Now I love this Japanese proverbs. It says um, I think I'm allowed to use the Japanese proverbs. Mm -hmm. Now they said that. Um, the person who admits ignorance shows it once. The one who tries to hide their ignorance shows it often. The person who admits their ignorance shows it once. The person who tries to hide their ignorance shows it often. And I think a lot of times that's what we bump up against. I think that's the definition, a, a good clear definition for a person who stays in ignorance. Okay? We, and we learn to kind of hide in our job, and then we don't go gain knowledge that would bring us out of having to hide in our job, or we're ignorant of how to pray for somebody to lead them to salvation, but so we just keep being ignorant, we hide in our ignorance, and we say, I don't know how, instead of going and getting some knowledge on how to lead somebody to the Lord, or cast out demons, or pray for healing, or whatever that is. Now, some people do stay ignorant. Paul gives us a, a reason why in Ephesians 4, 18... I don't have a big enough thing to put my coffee on here, so I'll get Stevie to build me a nice home pulpit <laughs> that, that, that Cecil from Scotland oh, yeah, can build me a nice water. pulpit that actually pops up my, my computer and everything. It says here in Ephesians 4.18, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God. Who wants to be darkened in their understanding and alienated from the life of God? The reason they are because of the ignorance that is in them. So they're alienated, they're darkened in their understanding because of the ignorance that's in them, but the ignorance is in them because they have a hardness of heart. Okay? They're refusing to let this knowledge, this understanding, this wisdom come into them. And so, have you ever prayed for something to change? Yet you refuse to come out of your ignorance. You refuse to hear the knowledge of the Lord coming to you. I, I, I do it all the time in practical things with people. They come to me. They're like, my finances are a mess. And they're ignorant about their paycheck. They're ignorant about saving money. They're ignorant, ignorant about their savings plan at work. We can work through some of that. They have some knowledge, but they block all that knowledge and they stay in this ignorance. And they just do year after year, they do the same thing, and they get the same results. How successful will our prayers be if we pray, God bless my finances, but we're ignorant because we're hardened against hearing God's path of being blessed in our finances? He won't oppose himself, will he? You probably aren't going to have that prayer answered. And, and so, in this... Ignorance is solved by knowledge, okay? But it doesn't solve your problem. Knowledge itself doesn't solve your problem. It just gives you a solution to your problem, okay? So some people, they're ignorant. <clears throat> I need to lose weight. I'm ignorant how to lose weight. I get some knowledge on how to lose weight. Does that knowledge lose the weight for me? No. Not at all. I just now have knowledge. And often we use that knowledge then to judge ourselves. And to hate ourselves because now we know, now we don't have an excuse. If I stay in ignorance, I have an excuse. Well, I don't know how to lose weight. 
But if I go and seek some help and I get a nutritionist, I get a, 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 a weight loss coach, I pray about it, God shows me, give me some knowledge. Now, I have that knowledge. Knowledge has solved the ignorant problem, but it hasn't solved the weight problem or the health problem or the relationship problem. And I stay hidden right there. Now, knowledge, the definition of ignorance is to not know something. I'm keeping this really like, I want you to get these ideas and try to put them in real simple. Knowledge is what? When you now know something. You never, you never say, well, I don't have knowledge of that. You don't, you don't feel bad when you say, I don't have knowledge of that. You might as well say, I'm ignorant of that. Or I'm ignorant in that area. I don't know that as I don't have knowledge in that area. I didn't know that. Now I know that. I was ignorant, but now that you've shared that with me, I now know. I now have knowledge. So we should be unafraid of ignorance. We should un be unafraid of not knowing. That's what ignorance is. Knowledge is, is I now know something, okay? So, it's real simple. All we need to do is move away from ignorance is to simply to have knowledge. We just need the facts about something. That's all we need. We just need the facts about something. We just need information about something, and we've solved the ignorance problem. And again, we have more information now than we've ever had before in our lives. Ever, 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 ever. It's like, it's like in my lifetime, we've accumulated more access to more information, know more about the world than we've ever known for all the thousands of years I wasn't born or here on, in, on Earth. Isn't that amazing? So we have access to all of that. Never been easier to access. <clears throat> proverbs, not a Japanese proverb. Every proverb after this is an actual proverb from Scripture now. Um, proverbs has a lot to say about knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and ignorance. And, it, it, and, and I'm not using the exact, they, it kind of matches these up a lot together. This is something I've, I've come to in, in education and teaching, and I love the separation of these for me. But if you, if you feel like you lack, if you feel like you lack wisdom or knowledge or understanding, read the Proverbs. It's just a great place to go. So Proverbs 18.15 says, The heart of the discerning person acquires knowledge. For the ears of the wise seek it out. So a wise person down here is seeking out knowledge. They're seeking out understanding. It says in, in Proverbs 15, 14, The discerning heart seeks knowledge, but the mouth of a fool feeds on folly or on foolishness. We see on social media a lot the mouth of a fool feeding on folly. Somebody says something, we jump on there and argue with them. We say something, and we just pull, put up foolishness all the time. And we don't need to do that. We need to walk in wisdom down here. We're going to talk about how to walk in wisdom some other time. But the third Proverbs. Proverbs 2015. And they're, they're all over again. It says, God there is. And rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. So, lips that speak knowledge, as Scripture's using it, is lips that speak this whole thing here. The, that down to the wisdom, the, the wisdom coming from God. Now, wisdom from God also solves, by the way, our weight problems, our health problems, our relationship problems. If it doesn't solve them, at least it gives us hope in those problems. Now, many people have a lot of information without any understanding. And the prophet Isaiah, oh, I'm sorry, the prophet Hosea in Hosea 4.6 said, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If you take off on a trip 
you say you have a, a seven-year-old and they're like, I want to go to Scotland. And the next day they pack up their little suitcase, their little carrier. It's, it, I don't know if it's a, if it's a um, Frozen or if it's Monsters, Inc. And they're like, they pack it up with what they think they need. Maybe some crackers and peanut butter and jelly and some cheese sticks. And, and they pack some underwear and some clothes. And, and, you know, and, and they head to Scotland. How ignorant is that? But it's adorable when you're, when you're little. It's not adorable when you're older. So there's this lack of knowledge is going to ruin that kid's trip. He's not going to make it. In fact, he'll probably be hurt and be worse off than when he was started. All right? So, and the Bible says before we start anything, count the cost before we start a building. Have knowledge in that. Knowledge is important. So if ignorance is solved with knowledge, then knowledge is utilized when we begin to understand. Okay? Now, understanding is comprehending how the knowledge works together. Okay? Now, when you're a kid, again, you learn what? You learn what 1 and 2 and 3 and 4 and 5 is, right? So you were ignorant that numbers meant anything. Then you have knowledge. I, have some, uh, one, I, I, want, I don't want one cracker. I want 10 crackers, okay? And I don't want 5 minutes of playing. I don't want hours of playing outside. So you have some knowledge. That knowledge increases, and that knowledge increases when you say, I have two apples, and have two more apples, and that equals four apples, that is, becomes understanding, okay? So it's the knowledge that you have is, is, is utilized, is put to work together. And so many of us can sit in ignorance, many of us can sit with a lot of knowledge, and many of us can sit in with, with a little bit of understanding. I think this decreases over time. We're more ignorant than less knowledgeable, less understanding, and less wise. So our job in the world is to increase in wisdom. It really is in every way. And when you increase in wisdom in how you take care of your physical body and how you take care of your mind and how you take care of your spirit and how you take care of your finances and how you take care of your children, your relationships, even your hair, you're blessing the world when you, when you walk in wisdom, okay? You're blessing the world in any little way. If you're the guy that always has a lawnmower and you're willing to get behind and go out and mow somebody's yard or edge or weedy, you're blessing the world with your wisdom of applying all of these things together. All right? So, now, a 12-year-old can have knowledge that it costs $12 to go to the movies, right? And they can have knowledge that it costs 10 bucks to get a drink and, 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 and a popcorn. If, if movies still existed where we could go to them. We don't charge Victoria anything when she watches a movie at the house and has a drink or a popcorn. So we probably should. Um, so they have knowledge of that. But what they don't understand is putting that all together and getting some juju beads or some, some cotton candy is going to cost you $30 for each person to go to a movie. For family four, it's going to cost you $120 to go to a movie, right? They don't understand that. That's why from their knowledge, it's like it's only $10. Because they're not seeing the bigger picture. And we begin to put it together. Now, adults know that it's going to cost a hundred and whatever dollars for their family to go to the movie. What they don't understand is when they often, this is where understanding comes in. This is where the comprehending how things work. Is when I spend that hundred dollars this week, that I take it from somewhere else, that maybe a bill up that's going to come up next week. We've helped people that... Christian and I never understood this because we weren't raised this way. They would call and say, I need toilet paper. 
I'm like, how do you need toilet paper? And this was before, oh, oh you know what, now that we're in COVID, toilet, toilet paper would not be, because we did have somebody come and get toilet paper from us a while back. But 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 they, they weren't thinking, I'm going to buy enough, of you. we're going to go shopping with them, I'm going to buy enough toilet paper. They wouldn't even have toilet paper on the list, because they don't need it right then. They had knowledge what toilet paper was, and they need toilet paper, but they didn't have knowledge that, boom, I understand. And we had another couple, uh, this was another couple that we would help. They would, we would go shopping with them, they would buy groceries, they both started working, we released some of what we were helping them with, but we were there as a safeguard, and they would get a paycheck, and they would go buy a, a necklace and a bracelet and clothes, and, and then they would go, hey, we don't have any milk, like three days later. Because they weren't thinking, hey, I'm going to need, they didn't understand that whatever you spend on Saturday, you don't have it on Saturday afternoon, you don't have it on Tuesday. Okay, so that's where understanding comes in. As Christians, we need to be, or we can be, understanding of the times that's going on. Right now, we just read a lot of facts and get a lot of information. We don't have a lot of understanding. We don't know how it puts together. We don't comprehend not only how it works. If we, you know, we have all these opinions on science and medical, but, but most of us don't even know what a virus is different from anything else. We don't know how our body's working. We don't know these things. So... We have a lot, a lot of facts, and I would suggest we take a lot, get a lot less. We start knowing a lot less, and we start understanding a lot more. Okay, and and, and that begins to work together. Now, Second Timothy three six and seven says, "They are the kind who worm their." This is talking about charlatans and bad pastors and teachers and preachers. They're there to take advantage of people. So they are the kind who worm their way into households and captivate vulnerable women, weighed down with sins, and led astray by various passions. Now, there's, he's described it could be men or women. Just in this instance at this church, in this church community, it was women that were vulnerable, um, that were being captivated by um, various passions or exciting things like conspiracy theories. They were always learning... Always gaining knowledge, but never coming to a knowledge of the truth. When you come to a knowledge of the truth, then you have understanding. Okay? When you know enough about something that you then can get it, I grasp it now. And most of us would stay off social media as much as we do if we understood what it's doing to our brain. How it's rethink, making us rethink about things. Most of us would have a, a, a time away from our phone, most of us would have a time away from television, and most of us would have time away from news if we truly understand what all this useless information is doing to us, and how it's corrupting a lot of the way we work. So we're going to do a three-minute Bible devotional, which is awesome, then we're going to listen to three hours of media, and we're thinking, I want Jesus as Lord and Savior first and foremost. But how does three minutes of study counterweight three hours of some of media? Alright? So when you when you come to the knowledge of the truth, you're coming to understanding. And I'm gonna I'm gonna finish with wisdom. Alright? But let me finish with 2 Timothy 3, 6, and 7. Let me complete that. Always learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Alright? So you're no longer ignorant, you keep learning, you keep accumulating facts about 
what's good and bad, what's right and wrong, if the virus is good or bad, if, if the, I'm not good or bad, if COVID is real or if it's just like the flu or, or if you should get a vaccination or not get a, get a vaccination, if you should be a prepper, if you shouldn't be a prepper, do you have too much toilet paper, do you have too little toilet paper, all of this knowledge in here. Whose side should I be on, really? Is it the end of days, or is it just something that's happened in the world? I'm really... It's all of this here without much understanding. And we share most of it in the level of knowledge. We, most of us don't share it at the level of understanding or wisdom where we try to comprehend what's going on and how it's connecting and, and how am I thinking, how am I feeling, and what's going on right now in me and my family and what I have control over. We're so busy getting information about the virus, about what politicians are doing. And I'm not saying don't get knowledge, but maybe seek more for understanding, all right? And you might know some of these people that are, that, that are, that are always learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. They're the people that year after year, decade after decade, they sit in church, they get taught, and they know a bunch, and they judge people for what they know, by the way, all right? They judge people for what they, for what they know, and they judge people that like and that they've used that because it's the Bible says knowledge puffs up, knowledge makes us prideful. Okay, now that's knowledge, but once you understand your knowledge, once you have wisdom in your knowledge, that doesn't puff you up. It's when you just sit and you pull of knowledge, become a cesspool, and there's nowhere to go. All right, so we have. I miss having my clock up here. I need to have my clock up here. Uh, I, I still got, I think, 10, probably 10 minutes, but I, I can't see that. It's all gla- that's all glary, man. I heard, it, I heard it go off and everything. So, so I'm going to end with wisdom. So we have ignorance is not is to, to not know something. It's, all, it's okay to be ignorant. To have knowledge is to now know something, facts, information. To understand is to be able to uh, comprehend how your knowledge that you've come to, uh, un- that you have, put together and works out. I know two is one and two and three and four, and I know two plus two is four. I understand now how it works. Well, wisdom is the application of what you understand about what you know. Wisdom is always applying. Wisdom is never, I've reached this point where I know a lot of facts. Wisdom is always applying, okay? You can have somebody that has every fact of physics memorized. And they can have no understanding of how it works. You can have someone that has every fact of knowledge memorized and understand how it works, but has never built anything with their knowledge of physics, so therefore they don't have wisdom. Alright? So wisdom is the application of what you know understand understand. So I'm gonna three things here about wisdom. Three different scriptures. Proverbs 24, 13, and 14 says. Eat honey, my son, for it is good. Honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know also that wisdom is like honey for you. Wisdom is like honey for you. If you find it there, if you find it, there is hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. When you get to wisdom, wisdom always brings us into hope. If you stay at the facts, the knowledge, and understanding, you might be hopeless about where the world's going. You might be hopeless about your life or your future. If, if all you have is here, but godly wisdom about practical things even always leads us to hope. Always leads us to hope. A future for us. Always. Godly wisdom, true wisdom, gives us hope in our heart all the time. 
Anything that leads you to not hope is not godly wisdom. Now, if you just listen to the facts and write, here's something to write off the facts about COVID-19, about how people are going to be shooting people for food here down the road. Does that bring you any hope? No, it, it doesn't. So that's not, that's, not, that's not properly taking what you know, understanding it, and applying it, living it out. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Godly wisdom is so practical that you can put it on your calendar. That's what godly wisdom is. Godly wisdom is, I didn't know something, now I know something, and I understand how it works, and I'm going to put it on my calendar, so I'm going to, I'm going to guard my heart and guard my days. I didn't have any knowledge about finances. Now I know. Now I understand. Now I'm going to work on a budget. And I'm going to save money for things that go wrong in my, in my house. All right? It's a, it's a practical thing. I used, to be ignorant about, I used to be ignorant about what social media did to my brain. Now I'm not. I now know. Now I understand how it operates. Now I'm going to walk it out. And I'm, going to cut, I'm, going to, I'm not going to cut out social media. But I'm, going to, I'm going to be aware and be wise in how I use social media. I'm going to walk this out. And I'm going to watch my tone on social media, too. Okay? To the third thing about wisdom. Godly wisdom purifies us while knowledge alone makes us proud. Godly wisdom is pure. Godly wisdom is gracious. Godly wisdom is kind. But for just your knowledge, we're prideful and puffed up. This is what it looks like. Um, let me read the scripture, then I'll, then I'll try to express it here. Uh, James 3.17 It says, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And then it says in uh, 1 Corinthians 8, But knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know. These who think they know something... Without this wisdom that's pure and, 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 and principled and peaceable and gracious and kind, they don't really know anything. And it's really us speaking out of pride. So, you say a person, they know a lot, all right? They're right here, and they're proudful how much they know about weight loss, about nutrition, about how to exercise. But they need to lose 50 pounds, all right? But they're always criticizing people for not eating right, not doing what's right, not being healthy. But they don't have the understanding of the wisdom because they've not made it down here to apply that, to lose that weight, to live that life down here. But godly wisdom says, I'll take this knowledge, I'll understand it, I'll trust God to lead me along here, and I'll move into wisdom. All right? And I'm going to end with, with how this, this looks. So, the Bible wants us to step out in faith, right? What we want to do is we want to get all the knowledge before we make any decision to move. We want to understand everything God's doing before we trust Him at all. Okay? But that's not how faith works. Faith is a little tiny seed. Okay, so I was, I was ignorant. I now have knowledge. Not all of it. Now I understand one thing. I understand one thing I didn't understand before. I have to put it into practice. That equals my faith. Okay? Now, there's a lot of people that don't go to church at all. 
they're, they're, they're not, you know, I'm not going to use that example yet. I might use that another time because I don't want to call people who don't go to church ignorant or not without knowledge or something like So I'll think about that later. But, but see how that works? You were ignorant. Now you're no longer ignorant. You go to the second step into wisdom, into abundance, actually. Now I understand. I don't have to understand very much. I have to understand one thing. I know five things. I understand all those five things work together that, that funnels down into one thing that I do. And I'm going to practice that. And here's the thing. As I do that one thing, my knowledge then in that area begins to increase. And then my knowledge leads to understanding, and my knowledge needs leads to the next thing, to the next thing that I practice and I do. And it keeps looping around over and over and over again. Because as soon as I practice, as soon as I put this wisdom into practice, I find out that I'm ignorant in another area in that area. Alright? And so then I go, oh, instead of staying in that ignorance, I go back up here to knowledge, I find out what I need to know, what I need to understand, I put it into practice. This works in your spiritual life, this works in your uh, physical, mental, emotional, relational work life. And it's just a flow that we can live by, and uh, it, it, it's helped me a lot to think about over the years. I just put it into this form like at the beginning of this year, and I've been playing with it. But this is how I've always thought about knowledge. I used to teach as a high school teacher knowledge, understanding, wisdom kind of stuff out of Proverbs. And it's really helpful to, for you to decide where are you at. To, just, in fact, why don't we do this? Close your eyes. Think of one problem. One problem that you have. It shouldn't take very long. Victoria came to your dad. One problem that you have, and then just ask yourself, am I ignorant in this area? Do I lack knowledge in this area? This is the same thing. Do I need understanding, or do I need to apply one thing? Do I need wisdom? Mm -hmm. So Father God, we just thank you for, for who you are, that you're a good father, that you, you know, there's a, there's a mystery in here. I know I put it as a one, two, three steps, and I've, I've delineated the names of these four things, but God, we know it's it's bigger than that. It's, it's more special than that. But, but this is our kind of our path sometimes that we need to track on to help us change it, to transform, to renew our mind so our, our lives will be transformed and will be conformed to you and not of this world. So we just thank you for your wisdom and the peace and the grace and the purity that comes with your wisdom. We want to be people of wisdom, people who live out of the knowledge of the glory of God. Those of us who understand the glory and the presence and the goodness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We want to act it out. We, we want to practice it. We want to risk it in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, God bless you on Facebook. Thanks for being with us here today. Alexa, play a little bit.